Welcome, welcome, welcome to everyone to another week of the AKSI Fantasy Football Podcast here with my co-host Connor um, and bringing in our special guest of the week, Eric. How are you guys doing today? Oh man, I'm doing good. Glad to glad to join. Happy that you guys were able to let me come on. Um, for all you Dan Patrick fans out there, I'll weigh in at uh, six feet, a soft 180. Ugh, soft 180. Soft 180. Yeah, I don't know what a soft 180 is, but Eric, we're so glad to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time away from from your family life to join us here on the podcast. We're excited to have you. How's a uh, fantasy football started for you so far, Eric? It's um, it's been a rough start for me, guys. Um, auto draft. I, I appreciate you guys all giving me some love and not letting the auto draft take the seventeen kickers. But I'm pretty sure I got three tight ends and two defenses. So um, if anyone needs some tight end love, I I got them. Um, I got them from the auto draft. So that was the second worst case scenario for you after 17 kickers was three tight ends and two defenses. <laughs> it pretty much was. I, I didn't, I didn't uh, clarify enough um, to you guys in the text about what I needed or didn't need from the auto draft. So noted for next time, I guess. So did you set anything on the auto draft? Like, did you put preferred picks up there? Or yeah, I went through and, and redid a lot of the picks. I didn't, do it too in depth. I was uh, a little late to the game there on that, um, but tried to go through and at least get the first few rounds kind of ranked out, knowing that there wasn't going to be too much give, but there were some players I wanted and some ones I wanted to avoid. Um, luckily, that worked out for me, but didn't think far enough ahead that I'd be grabbing that many defenses that quick. You did grab a lot of defenses. <laughs> so was what? there was oh, there a player that you ma- you made sure you wanted to get? Um, and was there a player that you actually got that you really wanted on your team from based off the auto draft? Um, no, not really. No, I think I, 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 more than anything, I wanted to avoid players. Um, and that worked out pretty well for me. There was just certain people I was not ready to take a risk on, um, and didn't end up on the team. So I'll take it, whether that was luck of the auto draft or just, uh, um, um, because I wanted him pre-ranked, I don't, I don't know. But at the end of the day, it it worked, um, so I'll take it. Well, we're glad auto draft somewhat works for you guys. <laughs> so, yeah. did you go under the transfer wire and edit some of your team before the season started? Um, I dropped a kicker, uh, or excuse me, I dropped a tight end and picked up, I, I think, a, a wide receiver um, or two just to add to the bench. Um, didn't do too much. I've got some pending waiver wires out there that I'm not going to release because I don't want any higher ranked people to come nab that before it goes through. Um, but we'll see um, how that goes, but not too much major adjustment on the team um, ahead of the year. I got one more question for you. So yeah. how fantasy football changed now that you're a dad? Do you have time to watch all these games or is it really an afterthought? Oh, no. Oh no. I think uh, I get my point. I figure out how I do like the next day more than anything. Um, not a lot of football watching on the weekends. Um, 
I used to prioritize Saturdays over Sundays because I'd get a day that I'd choose to do football over and I'd watch college over pro. Um, this year, not so much, regretfully. Uh, hopefully, though, in October, maybe. We'll see. Get a partial season from the Pac-12. Um, but uh, haven't really sat down and watched too much football this year. Um, did, did catch a little bit of a game last night uh, in Las Vegas, new stadium. Um, pretty crazy to see that stadium, the view of the strip. It was, was kind of nice. Also bizarre to just see it empty. Um, but uh, that's probably been the extent of the football. Most of my fantasy catch-up happens on Monday, Tuesday, when I figure out how my auto-draft team failed me. So your, picture, so your picture for your team, which is the dog with the this is fine yeah. in a fire, makes so much more sense now. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, this is fine, guys. This is fine. Um, well, based off your I do think this, so far, that's kind of how it's been feeling, I assume. That's been the 2020 in a nutshell period for, I think, just about everybody, right? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think uh, it works out pretty well for fantasy, especially this year, too, where it's, yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll, be, we'll get there. All right, well, should we jump in the recaps now? Let's do it. All right, so for the first game up, since we got Eric here, we're going to start with Eric's game, clever team name, TBD, versus the L.A. White Claws. And going into it, this is one of the closest matchups we predicted here, or we predicted, uh, that the algorithm predicted. Eric was a two-point favorite going into the game, ends up losing by 10 points, 139 to 129 and some change. And so, Eric, we'll start with you. How'd your game go? How do you feel about it? What do you not like about it? Uh, well, I, I think the obvious what I don't like about it, it ended up with a, a loss for me, um, which is hard because the team, team performed great. Um, Matt Ryan, off, like right off the bat, the four touchdown passes, I was feeling real good early on Sunday when I was checking in on some stuff. But uh, it, uh, it just didn't, it didn't play out in the long run. Um, looking through and see where I could have gotten some more love, obviously tight end, which is funny because I have three of them. You would have figured one of them could have done something. I apparently chose wrong. Um, and then San Francisco defense, which I thought would have been, uh, um, been able to put up a little bit better performance. Um, but Bosa went down in the game um, with one of the, one of the injuries there. So could have struggled. Um, but I mean, it's definitely bittersweet to put up, just short of 130 points and still lose kind of <laughs> not much you can really do on that. Definitely, man. I think, uh, I think you had a great week overall. Um, yeah, I would say Allen and Robinson and Ertz uh, have been duds the past two weeks. Right. But I think, I think Ertz is going to have a great bounce back game next week playing Cincinnati. So I think, I think you're in good shape. Um, I mean, you played a team that just all around had, yeah. had a great week right I think the x factor for Higby? Kristen's team was Higby getting those three touchdowns but I also think it was James Robinson right like we knew James Robinson was gonna be we didn't we really didn't yeah. know um up until our draft where he was the starter he had about 15 carries um and then he just kept on eating and he got his first end zone touchdown that week. He was bound to get a touchdown with the amount of carries he was getting. Um, so honestly, I'm surprised that it it wasn't a bigger blowout um, just because Derrick Henry is getting Dang. all these touches. I, I'm sorry, like Shade. you just got you just got hit hit with this this scheduling, which which sucks. You put up great amount of points, so I'm not concerned about your team. 
anymore. Yeah. I think pre-week one, I had you in the toilet bowl. Yeah, but... you did. You did. I noticed you guys did a lot of uh, picking on people um, during your guys' first and second podcast. Uh, the common theme seemed to be those of us who have children at home um, that got picked on a lot. <laughs> Just trying to figure out if there's any sort of... Um, uh, bias going on. Maybe didn't think we'd be able to defend ourselves as much. Uh, not as not as present. Not as um, not as able to to come on. But I will say, your first two um, guest joiners do are those with kids. So before you uh, continue to bash, thinking we might not hear it, uh, just be mindful. We we are ever listening. And I want you to know that we're ha happy to bring on the dads to defend themselves. <laughs> Um, you just happen to be a dad that's on here. That's Owen too. Ah, stings. It stings a little. I'm still blaming auto draft. <laughs> I didn't even make the connection that, yeah, we were grilling all of the parents on the draft. That's a funny, we'll just call that a coincidence, but maybe yeah, it wasn't yeah. a coincidence. I'm not sure. Yeah. Just like NFL, not signing cap, just a coincidence, right? Correlation or correlate, <laughs> correlation. Oh my gosh. Um, Ridley also, is Ridley going to be here to stay? I think that's going to be an important question for Kristen um, mm -hmm. because Atlanta, they don't get wins, but they definitely score a lot of points. And uh, I, I was hesitant on McLaurin, McLaurin from Washington. I didn't know a lot about him, but he's definitely sophomore season coming up playing big. And uh, Eric, on your side, San Francisco defense is going to look a little sketchy. They've been having mm -hmm. a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. I think that defense is going to be on the field a lot more than they wanted. And they both have four games against the Seahawks and the Cardinals, which should put up a lot of points. And so um, you got New Orleans on the other yeah, side. Good thing I drafted two, right? <laughs> yeah, you got New Orleans on the other side. So are you thinking about going, going back to New Orleans? Um, I'm probably going to end up doing what I, I typically do is just pick up a defense each week based on who their opponent is. Um, that's kind of been the normal strategy for defenses. Yeah, Unless so you can get one of those top tier ones. Yeah. That traditionally that's kind of what you look at or like Miami, maybe Cleveland back in the day, not so much this year. I think they're, they're putting up a little bit more, uh, better performance. Um, Randy's OBJ BFF um, had a nice bounce back. So um but, but if yeah, you're looking, we'll if you're strategizing that way, I think you're in a great position because San Francisco does play the Giants next week, right? That is true. The Giants are out without Saquon, right? Um, and they're not really a good team in general. So I right. think you're going to be in an okay shape if you stuck it out with San Francisco this week. Yeah, most likely. I think you bring up a great point without Barkley. I think that's going to help. And I'll probably stick with them and again. But to what was Connor saying earlier, they're going to – the NFC West is, is not exactly a um, – fun division to roll through um, a lot of offense a lot of teams putting up points and they got to play them all twice so it'll be probably not a regular starter on the roster uh, outside of next week definitely and there's one more and then there's uh for Kristen's side she's got Derek Henry 84 yards only eight points they were throwing the ball because I think uh Tannehill threw four touchdowns this weekend is Henry going to live up to that that hype? What he was probably her number one pick, right? Yeah, yeah. But he Mahomes just gets the ball, too. right? He just gets so many touches every game that you like. You're, he's going to put up eight points. You assume every game, no matter what. And he'll be in on goal line situations. He's huge, right? He's so, going to eat. Yeah. Do you guys feel like Tennessee is going to continue to be good? I mean, now that they 
Last week it was all about running. This week was all passing. Uh, and they play in a fairly weak division. They could be contenders. I think the division's going to help them a ton. Um, but I think they're riding a lot of the momentum they had from last year. I think that they probably could contend still. kind of hurts to say it that they're going to do so well without Marcus at quarterback. But um, they've, got, they've got players where they need it, I guess. So. Yeah, my, my last note on, on Derrick Henry and Kristen's team is that he's gone two weeks without a, touch, a rushing touchdown yet or a touchdown in general. But when you're getting, what, 56 carries after two weeks – you're going to get the volume. And if you're getting 84 yards minimum a game, the touchdown is going to come. So I don't see Derrick Henry's volume going down. We talk about, um, you mentioned that it was a lot of passing last week, but like we can't ignore the fact that 25 rushing attempts in what we considered a really big passing game, like we can't ignore that, that fact. So I think Kristen's team is continually trend, is trending positive. And um, she's a dangerous team. Yeah, her team's looking real good. Okay, so the second game is our guest from last week trying to take both of us out. But I was very happy that I took him down. And the Cardinals didn't – they started off really well, but they didn't finish out uh, like Daniel wanted. So Mr. Perez was supposed to get 103 points versus the law, 108. I ended up getting 108. Daniel got 93. Beat him by 15 points. Uh, at one time, I sent him a screenshot. We actually had the exact same score at 93.14. Um, and then, like, two minutes later, Metcalf had that touchdown, and it was all over. And so the, the Seahawks are – I'm very glad I drafted both Chris Carson and Metcalf because not only are they making them really fun for me to watch that team play, but they're putting up, they're carrying my entire team. And so what do you guys, what do you guys think of the game? Yeah, I thought um, as far as your matchup, I thought it was really good to see Chris Carson get more touches last week. He only played 40% of the snaps. So for him to get 17 rushing attempts versus six last week, I mean, although he scored uh, two touchdowns last week, that was in the passing game. So it's really good to see him get rushing attempts, uh, which is which is definitely good, right? Um, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, the Redbirds did their thing. The Cardinals did their thing for Daniel's team. It's the other players that didn't <laughs> do their thing. So Thielen, who had a major game Thielen. last week, crapped the bed. That right? whole team crapped the bed this week. Minnesota did yeah. not come to play. Well, and Connor, getting 17 points out of your flex is is always a nice um, a nice add. And I think that also helps set you up with. Barkley going down you've got a, two running backs that still look like they can carry the load for you obviously you'd much rather have Barkley in there but I mean last week 16.8 and 17 points from two running backs and still losing your first overall picks not a not a bad way to set yourself up yeah Taylor yeah, exactly. is sitting very nice for me that is going to turn out now that he's the starter that was a huge pickup late in the draft for me and, yeah, Barkley going down. I mean, Barkley hasn't done anything for me in two weeks. So, um, I don't really feel like I'm losing all that much, right? He's put over two weeks only giving me 10 points. So, um, relative to the two games, I'm not losing a ton. I just got to find uh, who, who am I going to put in that flex position now mm -hmm. to get points, right? I've got Jones Jr. on Detroit. 
who, you know, if he's putting up eight points, I guess that's I'm okay. I'm telling you, it's Judy season. It's Judy. Judy. <laughs> I've been Corlin Sutton so, on IR, it's Judy season right. for you. Yeah, I'm just worried about can they get the ball to him, but hopefully uh, – The man is coming in. Blake Bortles, baby. <laughs> he just got signed to Denver. He did just get signed. Uh, I got Ripping no, Sigs. I got no confidence in Blake Bortles. Um, that's a tough position. But Judy, I'm very excited to have on my bench too because I think his points are only going to increase as the season goes on. Listen, you're, if you have Judy and Fant on there, those two are going to be your main receivers in Denver. Now, my concern is that you need points, right? After two weeks, you've put up a total of 210 points and you're scraping wins together. Um, I think we talked about it. Eric mentioned you have the eighth total um, or you have the eighth worst in points for um, players. People just haven't lived up to their hype going against you. Uh, but touchdowns are going to happen. And I think, uh, I think your team's going to round out and trend, trend positive as well. Um, but I think if one more injury happens, you're going to be looking for a trade with, with your depth to get in there unless, you know, I don't see Sony getting in. Like, I, you have a lot of wide receiver depth, which is great. Um, but the running back depth, I, hope, I pray that nothing happens to your team as far as running backs. Yeah, well, now that Barkley's down, now I'm running very thin. And Howard, I feel like, is trending down in my, Miami. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but, yeah, if anyone needs a wide receiver, let me know. We can uh, talk some business. But let's talk about Daniel's team a little bit because I know he's listening in. He's got Henderson Jr. on the bench. Should he put him in? Henderson will probably have to. I think, I, I think Daniel needs to make the move at QB. He needs to sell Aaron Rodgers high while he can. Yeah. Right? Devontae Adams is potentially – He'll have a good shot at coming back this week, but sell him high while he can. This is the moment where all the injuries are hitting. People are needing pieces. This is the moment for him to make that move and get that piece. Um, as of right now, I still think he's going to the toilet bowl. Is, it, is, is there a little bit of spite in that? Yeah, but I do think he's still going to get there. The Redbirds can only take him so far. If none of his other pieces are going to happen, they're not going to click. Think about Ronald Jones. He's trending downwards. Like he's getting, he's getting the rush attempts and he got the rush touchdown, but 23 yards when we saw Fournette and what he did, like it's not looking good. The Redbirds can only take you so far. And for all of the Larry is legend talk after two weeks, he's still sitting on the bench, put him <laughs> in the, put him in the starting lineup, my friend. Okay. Yeah. Daniel last week called a, a Fitzgerald touchdown. Not not confident enough to put him in his lineup. He could have used him, right? He could have used Larry getting a touchdown over Thielen. But still no touchdowns for Larry. I don't know. I think when I talked to Daniel about um, his daughter, he, I asked how Brittany took the news when he named her Larry. And he said that he hadn't quite told her that that's what's on the birth certificate yet. So uh, hopefully that didn't uh, spoil it, that um, little Larry. Um, but she's she's – you know, her, her, her naming is, is he's not living up to his rights right now or is a, his, his traditional, but I guess he could always be on the roster, right? He's a, he's a legend in that group. So we, we can make him a coach. That's right. All right. Should we move on to the next game, Randy? One last thing I want to say about Daniel's team. 
Daniel's team is what I thought was going to be. He is what I thought he was. Hey, do you get a another ball champion? Do you get another chance at him later this season? I think you do, right? Oh, I'm sure I will. That's going to be an exciting matchup. Oh. All right, Randy, take us into the next game. All right. Next game is Hell Yeah Fried Rice versus the Mana Kittens. And um, this is my bounce back week. My bounce it back bounce week. bounce back real big. I had Daniel and Connor both saying last week that they were picking um, Rachel's team to win. And Russell Wilson put up huge numbers for, for Rachel's team. I think Rachel's team did a great Wait, job. Who put up big numbers? Russ. Russ. <laughs> Mr. Unlimited. There we go. That's who I thought it was. That's who put up big numbers. Um, I, think she, I think overall our team did great, except for wide receivers, right? Um, Devontae got injured. T.Y. has been a dud over two weeks. A.J. Green is becoming the wash that we expected him to be. Um, but other than that, if she's able to find answers in, in her wide receiver core, like she's going to get wins. Um, yeah, and as Mer- long as Mr. Unlimited puts up these numbers too, like I'm not worried about Rachel's team doing any worse. Have they announced though, is Raheem missing time at running back? It's, a, it's it an MCL like- sprain. So I would assume about one to three weeks that he misses. Yeah. Got it. Some work to do there as well, then, on the running back side. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, she doesn't really have <clears throat> the depth uh, at running back for that, right? She look at her flex, and it's a wide receiver. And so she's going <clears> to <throat> – if she's looking at her line now, she's going to be relying on James White because um, I don't think Breda's going to be doing anything. She got Breda. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, her team's uh, getting real thin. I'm thinking she's got Golden Tate on the bench and with, uh, I think it's Sterling on the Giants. He got an injury this week. And so Golden Tate might be getting some more um, targets, which might be helpful. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, T.Y. Hilton has not done very much, been a surprise, but they've been leaning on the run game a lot. Um, and Adams, man, Adams only putting up three points. Yeah, I mean, the, the injury was, was the big yeah. thing, right? Um, taking him out of it. I think, again, he has <coughs> a great possibility of, of coming back next week um, or this week, I'm sorry. But, like, he caught all of his targets, so he was, he was on pace to, to tear it up again. Um, so that was, that was just unfortunate. It was – I mean, it's really her other wide receivers that played the entire game. I mean, think about it. A.J. Green had how many targets? 13 targets. He had a couple end zone shots. 13 take... targets? And 13 targets. Three, three catches. He had at least two. He had, he had a couple shots at the end zone, too. Uh, towards the end of that game, he had a shot, and he just couldn't come down with it. And so he's washed. He <laughs> is washed. I mean, he's still getting the targets, though. I feel like he's – in a roster where you're that depleted, you got to keep him going. Cause if he's getting all those targets, he's, he's still athletic enough. He's got to bring down a touchdown or two. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's also, a, it's also an outlier, right? It, if it was 13 targets where the quarterback was throwing 30 times, like that's yeah. a lot, but Joe Burrow threw the ball 61 times last week. 
True. So we also have to remember that little outlier in that. And just like in every catch, he threw 61 times for an average of five yards per catch. Like, <laughs> Jeez. That's nice in a PPR, right? I mean, yeah, I think Burrow had 30-something points. And so re- related to quarterbacks, Randy, I know in, in our first episode, I just trashed all over the entire New Orleans team. I'll say Kamara has certainly pr- proved me wrong. That guy just continues to be a monster. Um, Drew Brees hasn't been the monster that we expected. Um, Thomas going down doesn't help, but that has been a surprise. Um, but, yeah, if he's putting up 15 points for you, I don't know if you're going to be too happy with that with lots of other options. Uh, and then I have one more question for you, Andy. Are you starting to panic about Gallup? No, I am absolutely not panicking about Gallup. He's going to be in a great spot next week. While I love my Seahawks, their defense is just not on par, right? We love the shootouts that the Seahawks are having on offense, but it's also causing the defense to come on the field more. And they're just not proving, proving their worth right now. Um, so I foresee a shootout uh, with, with the Seahawks and the Cowboys next week. I'm not worried about Gallup at all. I am worried about A.J. Brown, who's, who potentially is going to miss more weeks. I think Chris Godwin's going to come back next week and going to be in a great spot. Um, so, no, I mean, if I look at, if I look at week got, one where, with Michael Gallup's Gallup. Got, no, I, you got to be more nervous about Gallup than that. Guy's got two receptions last week, five targets, two receptions, and Dallas scored how many points? 40? <sighs> I mean like, – He's got to get more production than that for you to be comfortable. He's got 10 targets total with five receptions. And Dallas is not having a hard time scoring points. Like, he's just not a key part of their offense. You have to remember week one, though. Like, week one, he had 70 yards taken away from him on two penalties. Ifs and buts, Randy. (laughs) Ifs and buts. (laughs) Overall, I'm not worried with the the – remainder of my team I was worried if James if I would be worried overall my team if James Connor didn't do squat but he had a great bounce back game yeah had 100 yards in a TD like needed that my team is gonna be a-okay um if I have Chris Godwin as my starting wide receiver um we'll see Michael Gallup gets a touchdown next week you'll see that know who I'm I calling think right now who's gonna be defending Gallup on the Seahawks fellow Oregon Duck Ugo Amadi. Amadi? Yeah. Well, because we had a big injury on the Seahawks, so I know Amadi's going to get a lot. He's not going to be just playing the nickel anymore. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping Gallup doesn't score any touchdowns on Ugo. I'm hoping for a pick. Speaking <laughs> yeah. of Ducks getting some extra playing time due to injuries, you guys see Troy Dye's going to get the start in Minnesota? because Oh, down. I did not see that. Oh. Dye's going to be getting the, getting the go next week in Minnesota. He's not playing inside? Is he playing outside? Did, did Barr get hurt? Barr got hurt. Oh, well, that's exciting. I might have to watch Minnesota a little bit more. Agreed. All right, Randy, will you have any last thoughts on, on your game this week? Um, no thoughts. I, I am happy I snuck away and, uh, with the win over uh, Rachel and Mr. Unlimited. But uh, it's going to be tough going forward. I have some rough matchups definitely going forward, so. You put up 142 points, though, and you're going to turn out just fine. All right, next game we're talking about is Twin the Day versus Password is Taco. Ryan was uh, projected to score 90 points, Jeremy 106 points, and they both blew their numbers out. But 
Jeremy still beat Ryan 153 to 100 points. Eric, how are you feeling about this game? This was um, a nice showing for, for Dak Prescott. That, uh, that Dallas um, comeback in Atlanta uh, did pretty well for him. 45 points um, is nice. Although none of those points going to Gallup for Randy. So I'm still bringing <laughs> that back on that, that might be an issue. Um, but he's getting production out of just about everybody on his roster. I mean, top to bottom, defense aside. Um, and then if, I guess if you're struggling with Gurley getting six points and that's the worst thing you've got going for you, that's not a bad day to have everyone else in double digits. Um, I mean, even your kickers get you 12 points. Shoot, I take that in all day. Diggs, great, great performance. I think the roster looks good. Um, assuming things can continue to stay healthy. I think he's in a, in a good spot. Um, although I'm looking at his bench right now, and it's riddled with injuries. <laughs> he's got to get some depth in there um, yeah, to keep a lot himself of in the long run. Whole lot of IR um, <laughs> showing up on that, de- on that bench. Woof. Yeah, he's got Kittle, Bell, Samuel, and Campbell from uh, the Colts, all with red letters by their name. That is brutal, but his starters put up so many points. I'm so glad that I played Jeremy last week and I didn't play him this week because everyone but Gurley really showed up to play and put up points for him. It's, I mean, that's a, that's a scary scoreboard, uh, but he's mm-hmm. the top earner of the week with 153 points, so he deserves the credit getting that many points in one week. Very impressive. And I want to note, we talked about his bench. He's got Kelly – from the Chargers on the bench. So he's got a little bit of flexibility uh, for either to make a trade or to put him up in the lineup. Randy, what do you yeah. feel? I mean, Jeremy's team is rock solid. Uh, I'm, I'm actually very surprised how well Deontay Johnson did. I think that game was also able to solidify Diggs' role in Buffalo, right, as, as, as a wide receiver too, I think with – great upside um kiddo i think is on pace to come back week three bell is on ir for only three games so he'll be back in three weeks right we look at paris campbell he's out for the year so i'm sure jeremy will make a move on the waiver wire but if i were him i would be seeking out who he wants to trade with to increase his flex play i mean I see – I don't know how Gusecki will be long-term. He's a, I think he's a great tight end, like, two. He lucked out in getting that production with him in week two. Um, but I think Boyd, if you're going to get that many targets from Burrow, like, you're, you're bound to produce. He has a great relationship with Burrow. But I think if he just waits it out, you know, uh, bye weeks aren't going to happen until week, week four, week five. Debo, I foresee coming back week six with with Bell, um, and so I think he's going to be in a good spot if he's able to get one of the one of the running backs in the waiver. Um, he's going to be fine. So I don't think he's searching for trades. I think he's going to be there to listen to trades for sure. And what about Ryan? What do you think about Ryan's team? He's zero and two. I had Ryan in the in the toilet bowl. It's been a hard start for him. Yeah, very very tough start. Um, he texted me on Monday and said, literally after I traded you Robbie Anderson, I find out 
Cortland Sutton is out for the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, that's rough for him. I think, uh, you know, it was encouraging to see Eckler get in. So it's, you know, it is a committee in, in LA, but it seems that Eckler's one A versus one B rather than um, like a complete split. And so it was encouraging to see his team. Um, he put up 100 points. I think whenever you put up 100 points, you're in a somewhat decent shape. Um, it's where you can put up, right, like 110 plus where you begin to be that top tier type team in the league. Um, so he's standing decently. I think he just got just got the run of run of a bad team this week. Um, I think he'll make moves. I like Goddard on his bench as a backup tight end. I think Goddard's going to get his his time. I think. I think he's going to be, he might emerge as like Eagles tight end one. I, I'm sorry to say that, Eric. I know. You mean one but, of my three tight ends is not going to pan out for me this year? <laughs> but he needs, he needs, uh, he needs some work. I think he just needs his team to hit. I think he has a good base. Um, his wide receiver, he needs to, he needs to make trades to get a wide receiver too. Brandon Cook's on the bench. And he's getting targets. He's just not yeah, on the he, end zone yet. He doesn't have that, like, true, like, he doesn't have a wide receiver two that is, like, borderline wide receiver one or is has a higher ceiling, mm-hmm. right? A lot of his wide receivers have a certain floor or a certain ceiling, and it, that's not going to get him those wins, mm-hmm. right? We know Dalvin Cook and Eckler will be the pr- production for you. And Deshaun Watson hasn't been producing what he has been. Um, so the big game changer is what is he going to do? I would, I would position him to make a move and trade, um, Singletary to get a better wide receiver. Like I would sell Singletary with Galladay and get yourself like a Thielen or Diggs caliber player. Um, obviously look, maybe not those specific names, but looking at that, the package that, um, and seeing what teams need that that would put him in a position to have a better wide receiver core. Cause I think his running backs are fine. He doesn't necessarily need that depth with Singletary. He can use Deandre Swift just fine um, as his in place during bye weeks. And he has plenty of wide receiver depth to use as his flex. Yeah. He's, he seems to be missing the wide receiver one to really help him out there. He's got a lot of guys that I feel like are that flex wide receiver two position. Mm-hmm. All right, should we jump into the next game? Yes, yes, yes. All right, next game we have Touchdown Breezes versus Obus Chunks. Leo was projected to win with 111 points. Mikey was projected for 101 points. But Mikey absolutely dominated this game, scoring just under 146 points versus Leo's 87 points. Randy, you're clapping as we announce this. Why is that? Shout out to you, Michael. I had I had no faith in you of winning this matchup. Last week, I totally crapped on your team. You weren't going to win this matchup one bit. And what did you do? You exceeded projections and crushed. I love the fact that you picked up Logan Thomas um, that week. I thought that was going to be a really good play. Obviously, he didn't pan out, but it's okay because everyone else tore it up. So kudos to your team this week. Yeah, Josh Allen, what a pleasant surprise. 32 points in week one, 46 in week two. 
the thing that surprises me about Josh Allen this week is that his touchdowns are past touchdowns. We're, we know Josh Allen mm-hmm. to be the red zone runner to get those yep. touchdowns, but he was way accurate with his throwing this week, right? Throwing four touchdowns. Um, I mean, playing a Miami D is going to eat overall, but like to see that he didn't get any rushing touchdowns, it all came from the passing game. Like definitely puts more, a lot more confidence probably in Mikey to know that, all right, I'm probably going to get maybe a rushing touchdown a week, but, maybe two, two passing touchdowns on top of that a week now too, going forward. I guess it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Mikey's team. When you look at the scoreboard, it's like, Whoa, that looks like a very dangerous team. Right. And we are trashing on him in one week. And this is just fantasy football at its best. Right. Like no chance. Leo's team looked like the best team last week. Mikey was going to get crushed. And then Mikey, when you just go down the scoreboard, 46 points, 16, 12, 18, 17. His kicker got him 11. His defense got him 9. That, Mikey's bench beat Lenny's starting lineup. Yeah, it's his like, bench. That's the ridiculous – his bench scored 96 points. Yeah, his team this week looks so deep. Um, right, he's got Fournette on the bench, McKinnon on the McKinnon. bench. McKinnon. Um, and then Tannehill, he's got Tannehill on the bench. He put up 34 points. Edelman, which I don't know if you can expect that every year or every week. We'll see. But 179 yards from Edelman. Um, I saw cra- the crazy stat from that football game with the Seahawks was this was the most yards Edelman's ever gotten a game. It's going to be yeah. crazy when Edelman, I, he might be a Hall of Famer just based off Super Bowls. Um, but to say his biggest game yards-wise is going to be from Cam Newton and not Tom Brady. That's just crazy to think about. And then Mike get a- Thomas on the bench, who's who's not in right now. And that's crazy. Like, his number one receiver didn't play in his big game. What's crazy to me with Edelman on the bench is you get 179 yards and don't find the end zone. Like, that's a lot of receiving yards to not get a touchdown. Um, and I know he's running a lot of those just um, classic slot plays where he's over the middle just gaining, you know, chunks of yard at a time and probably not great in the in the red zone in that sense but that's a lot of yards to not find the end zone um but with lenny's roster man um you got to be real worried with mccaffrey um and it was supposed to be five to six weeks McCaffrey said he wanted to come back in four but you don't i mean if you're the if you're the panthers you don't want him coming back in four right like no, this guy's supposed to be your long long term back I, you got to keep him off the field as much as you can until you know he's 100%. And if the season's a wash at that point, I mean. Yeah, Carolina couldn't have had very big expectations for this season anyways. They're already 0-2. He's your franchise guy. You cannot rush that back because that's dangerous. Uh, right. Randy, what do you think? What, should, what would you recommend Leo do to replace McCaffrey this upcoming week? Man, it's – it's tough, right? I would. Huh, I see Lenny's team, and I think he just got bit by bit by a big bug as far as his players just not producing, right? Um, one thing that stood out is like Wolf Fuller. He wasn't on the injury report. Nothing told us that he was indicating that he was going to be injured or was injured. Didn't show up at all, right? He was just on the sidelines for almost the entire game. Um, Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson's favorite target. Hardly got got going. Um, 
So I think it was just one of those unfortunate things. Um, again, so we go back to McCaffrey and him being out those those five to six weeks, right? And we look at his his depth and his backup. He has Tevin Coleman, who's going to be out week three. So, I mean, I don't see him. I foresee him relying on Miles Gaskin right now. Um, but I think he's going to be pushing really hard for a trade. Um, my suggestion would be to work with Mikey. I think Mikey yeah, has Mikey's a lot of chess pieces. Mikey has a lot of chess pieces right now. Um, and if I was Michael, I would make a play for, for Julio or McCaffrey. And you can, you can make a case where you can find an even trade and you can buy McCaffrey and Jones low right now when he has the pieces, because I don't, I don't foresee Lenny wanting to get in a situation where he becomes one and two, one and three, right? Um, I don't think it's something to worry about if you could begin to be one and three, but you don't want to be trending that direction overall. So I see Lenny making making a case for that. He he has the depth at wide receiver, but his issue is running back now, right? Um, Gibson is going to give give him a chance, um, and he's going to be a slowly become a strong running back too but again we just don't have his his second running back at all um so it'll be interesting to see i'm really excited for this week to see what plays out in trades as well as in waivers yeah leo's got i feel like the last three games we've recorded we've or talked about we've said that people need wide receivers and the wide receivers didn't show up and leo's got some decent flex wide receiver for two guys sitting there that he could pass along and get a decent running back, right? He's got C.D. Lamb, who I think is only going to get better as the season goes on. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, you just never know. Um, and then Davis on Tennessee could put up some points too. So he's definitely got options to get rid of some people. And uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with Gaskin because Gaskin tore it up, uh, and they're talking about he might be getting more touches because he only had seven attempts – with 46 yards this week and last week nine attempts for 40 yards like that's pretty good uh per run so they're gonna get him the ball a few more times just to see if that's gonna work so uh he could have something there on his bench working out real well for him and and yeah I think Oba's totally fine he went up Leo went up against Mikey Mikey had a monster day and there's just nothing you can do when someone puts up numbers like that uh maybe it's good that Leo had his bad day this week against Mikey, right? When someone puts up a lot of points like that, has has maybe their best week of the entire season for you to have possibly your worst week of the season, uh, you got to be feeling good about that. I can't imagine Leo is panicking just yet. No, I don't think so. I think he's, he might test run uh, Gaskin going in to week three, and if it doesn't pan out, I think that's when he, he gets a little bit more serious about the potential moves he makes. I think he does potentially make a move and look for, look for like, a running back, too, that he can plug and play um, if it's not Gaskin. All right, so we're going to the next game. We've got Flying High versus Tim Tebow's Jorts. Ian projected 108, Lauren 106. This is one of the games we talked about last week, knowing that it was going to be very tough. I almost called it very toast. Uh, very close, highly contested. But the Flying Hawaiian came out with 125 points to Lauren Gomez, 95. The team I picked to be my top team really let me down this week, Lauren. Um, wasn't too happy about that. But 
Ian, with his quarterback, with Tom Brady only putting up 10 points, and he still put up 125. That is pretty solid. All on the back of Jones and Green Bay, putting up a 40-piece. A 40-piece by a running back is a lot of points. Just carried her all, or carried Ian all the way to the win. Uh, Randy, how do you feel about this game? Fun fact. New England's defense scored more touchdowns than Lawrence running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends combined. That was like on the first play of the game. Yes. Well, scored the same amount of touchdowns. Um, Jared Cook did have a touchdown. But, um, yeah, I mean, she just didn't get get into the touchdown production she needed. Um, you know, I have to, I have to give a shout out to Ian and his, his poop monster is Cleveland steamer OBJ. He came out with the solid bounce back game, got his touchdown had 74 yards. Um, and so that was positive. I, uh, will that continue? Let's see. Um, they got, they got think, Washington uh, Football Club next week. So I think it'll be okay exactly. this next week. Yeah, and Ian's got to be real careful, too. Um, he got decent production. I mean, if you take away the 40 points from the running back and bring it down to, like, a normal number, that team didn't score very many points. And you can't expect them to get 40 every single week. And sorry, Ian, but, like, the bench isn't going to make up for it either. I mean – not a lot of points coming through on the bench. You got two quarterbacks that combined scored under 20 or 20 ish. Um, that's going to be rough. And, yeah. Ian's and, probably the only player that needs a quarterback. It's been back to back weeks that his quarterback game has not been impressive. And there's too many quarterbacks on people's benches right now that are scoring uh, in the thirties. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, Connor, you got Drew Brees. He didn't do well, did he? You continue to ride with Breeze? I may make a, a move this week, but we'll see. Mm. I'll not disclose that. I'll not disclose that. But I will say the interesting thing that happened was Ian picked up Devonta Freeman yes. two weeks ago. Two weeks ago uh, when they were getting talks of him working out for the Jags. He kept them on his bench. And now he is a New York Giant, right? So it'll be interesting to see how they ease him into the system. Um, it was confirmed maybe 10 minutes ago as official signing with the Giants. So he's a New York Giant. Um, so it'll be interesting how, how he plays that, um, if it's a potential piece. I also think um, looking at this, Duke Johnson had a really good week one didn't have a good week too, right? Um, so I think it's one of those situations where Ian shouldn't be worried. It's just he had an unfortunate week. I think a lot of people had a lot of ha touchdown hangovers from week one. And so we see that with Lenny's team. We Now we see that with the Flying Hawaiians, although he got the win. Um, and the 40 piece from Aaron Jones, I think it's going to be fine because I think it's going to round out. I think this is a situation where this is my matchup of the week um, because these were my two pledge brothers <laughs> and uh, I think they'll both be fine. Randy, back to your earlier point too on, on Goman's roster. Bench included three total touchdowns on the entire roster and one was from a defense. 
Yeah, 95 yeah. points with only three touchdowns. Well, no, it had to be more than that because Cam had three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's true. The two rush touchdowns, two rush touchdowns. I uh, missed that. But yeah, that. but just put up that many points and pretty much none of your uh, primary people scoring any touchdowns. I think it's still it's very promising for Goman. She let me down this week, but that shows that her team is pretty dang solid, right? Like normally, a lot of yards. A lot of those people are going to score touchdowns, at least you know one, and so she's going to be okay. Definitely. So, I mean, we've gone through the matchups. We know our schedules. You know, we're on the podcast here. We have one team here that is two and zero, oh, and that's Connor. We have myself that's one and one, and we have Eric on the other end of the spectrum at zero oh and two. Um, how's everyone feeling, Connor? Connor, let's start with you. How are you feeling being an undefeated team right now? Oh, I feel real good being two and zero. Oh. I don't really feel good about the points against me. I feel like I haven't really been tested all that much. I've been like bottom middle of the pack on points scored, uh, but I feel decent about my team. I don't feel like I have a bottom of the barrel team. And so I'm feeling all right, even though I'm two and zero. Oh. Um, I feel like I got a little lucky, especially seeing how many points Jeremy scored this week. And then I got uh, the law on week two, which, you know, just makes me feel good. I'm glad I got two early wins, but I am not going to talk very much shit about being on the top because I don't know how long that's going to last. But I wasn't planning on being the top team anyways. I feel like I'm going to finish middle of the pack, try to get one of those lower playoff seeds. Uh, So I feel good. I feel like I've got some promise to uh get through but i'm not uh i'm counting my my wins as blessings as of right now for sure and we look at the other the opposite end we have eric who is at owen two um you know our our my toilet bowl preseason predictor i do think your team is better than where it was two weeks ago but you know here we are at owen two how are you feeling yeah i mean obviously i would not not enjoy being 0-2, but I think uh, last week helped my confidence a little bit. It was nice to see Nick Chubb just do something um, <laughs> again, which was 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 a great, great surprise um, or a great, uh, I guess, benefit for me. Um, I think my my main issue comes up from who I need to consult around scheduling these games and their scheduling because. I feel like I'm getting the short end of the stick here and some teams, Connor, seem to be riding real high on that where this guy's got the eighth most points in the league but has somehow only played teams that have combined to score 187 points total in two weeks. He's scored 210, they've scored 187. Like, he plays any other teams in the leagues or in the week to week, and this guy could easily be 0-2. Um, and I think that that, I mean, it's also early in fantasy. I think that teams are still shaking things out a little bit, but it's definitely hard to be sitting at 11th overall in the league, knowing that you've combined scored more points than the team in 12th, 10th, 9th, 8th, 7th, and 2nd. feel like I should be a little bit higher up there on the depth or on the, on the, on the rankings or the standings list. Um, but I think that does give me a little bit of hope for the rest of the season. Um, as long as the team can continue to score points and not go against teams that are also scoring freakish amount of points, which I think we saw last week, a bunch of teams scoring a ton of points. 
Um, but I think that uh, I'll, I'll do okay. I think I can get, I think similar to what Connor said, get some wins, try to get into one of those low playoff spots and, and see kind of what happens, hoping that my guys are on teams that are still in competition mode at the end of the season so they can be working to get into the playoffs themselves, thus hopefully um, getting, getting some added fantasy points for me. Yeah, when I look at that, when you brought up the points for and points against, I hadn't looked at that stat yet. And for me to be at the top and be at 210 and all the other numbers around it are just way higher than that, I, I can tell I don't belong there. And then points against <laughs> to be at 187. And Kristen's in there too, right? She's only got 197 against. And there are a lot of people in like the 230s. Like for you, yeah, 277, you're the top of the list of points against. Um, right. And you're right there in the middle of the pack at points four. So I, I think, I think your luck will turn around. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. I know if we put Connor, if you just go down to like the closest points to you in points four, you'd be sitting there at seventh, eighth, ninth place, <laughs> but instead you're sitting two and oh, second place. Um, feeling pretty good about yourself right now. But, yeah, we uh, call that good podcast karma right there. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> The fantasy football gods appreciate the podcast and are giving you some uh, some love with uh, your lucky your lucky scheduling. Knock on wood, Randy. There. One and one. How does that make you feel right now? Um, you know, obviously, week one was very discouraging. I wasn't worried, but I was discouraged putting up. I think I don't even think I put up seventy points last week. Uh, so it was discouraging, but it was very very encouraging seeing the points I put up this week. Uh, I do think it's going to be a challenge and I do have quarrels against my schedule as well. As I look at my next three weeks facing Lauren, then I think Lenny and then Kristen right after Lauren, Kristen, then Lenny. So I'm hoping to scrape by with like one and two. Two and one. I mean, if I can get at least one win in that three-game stretch, I'll be okay. Although you need I'll be under a win. 500. You can't go one and four. Um, you're gonna you're gonna be in a tough position if you're looking at one and four. But I mean, we're talking about after going into week six, if I can be two and four, or even three and three, um, I think I'll be fine going into going into the later rounds. Um, so. It's it's encouraging. My team is trending, but there's still a lot of work to be done. I just also want to note that my points, I'm only I'm less than four points behind Connor in points four. So Yeah, so you're down there too, but you had a really rough week one. I did. I did. And if we look at Kristen's points against, right? Out of 197, hundred and almost 30 was from Eric. So only like <laughs> 65 points are put up in week one against her. And I think that was Mikey. Uh, yeah. So, so at the end of week two, we also have Kristen, the LA white claws at two and Oh, uh, let's, let's put some words in her mouth. How are you guys feeling about how Kristen's been doing? I think Kristen seems to be good. I, in the preseason, I, I mentioned that she was going to be a team that is, going to be flirting with the playoffs. I think that that has solidified more into probably one of the top three, top four teams um, in the league. 
I think yeah, we'll need more data. Kids are saying, put some respect on her name, right? I think she's got a pretty solid roster. I think that um, she's going to be in a pretty good spot. Scored a lot of points so far, and she's been fortunate to not hit that injury bug like some of these other teams as well. So I think that that's going to continue to help um, while some of these other teams are struggling to find it. Um, but, but yeah, I think the roster is solid. I think it looks like she can do pretty well moving through the rest of the season. All right. Well, I think uh, that's our state of the mind section. I know we've got Eric Paradis on the podcast this week. Yes. And Randy, I know you, you had one special question you wanted <laughs> to ask Eric about while having him on the show. So I'll let you take it over from here. All right, Eric. We announced a fun stat with you uh, about you in uh, our preseason podcast in that the last time you had a team name that was clever was 2013 when you were every day I'm wrestling. That's right. Since then, since then you've been clever team name TBD. So that means starting in 2014, I've been clever team name TBD. That's right, my friend. Well, 2014 would have been the first year I became a dad. So I'm thinking that priority list shifted a little bit. That said, I, when I initially moved it to clever team name TBD, I remember thinking like, uh, I just need to buy myself some time till I can come up with something clever again. And then my mind did not work that way. It's been clever team name TBD ever since. Um, but I think I would be willing to sell naming rights to my team, to people on the league here, if they want to put up some draft picks and or trade material that could be in the cards. So if anyone wants to, to let me know if they're interested in trading, whether that be uh, uh, players or draft picks for next year, we could throw in naming rights. There may need to be some stipulations in the naming rights, some clauses, to make sure we're not getting anything a little too crazy. But uh, naming rights can be on the table for, for the highest bidder. Woo! You've heard that, everyone, on the pod. The <laughs> naming rights to Eric's team. It doesn't even have to be that clever, but the rights are available <laughs> for players and draft picks. I, I think we decided as a league to remove draft picks. I know it's still available on – uh, in a trade where you can offer draft picks, but I don't think we're actually trading draft picks. I, don't I just need a draft and trade, draft oh. and trade agreement here. Okay. All right. Everyone, <laughs> please reach out and inquire to Eric if you would like the naming rights to his team. Man, I've already made, made an offer to him. He's, he's thinking on it. He's letting it marinate. You, you just broke some news here, Randy. Way to go. That's the first time we've broken news here on the podcast. But until then. It's still, it's still TBD. Still TBD. It's still TBD. Randy, you got any suggestions of what he should name his, his team? Hmm. I don't. I don't know yet. I was hoping that I was hoping that Eric would have came up with the name and broke ground on a brand new team name today uh, on the pod. But it's also interesting and a little spicy to know that someone could potentially name his team. Maybe you trade him, and instead of giving him a team name, you just give him a Santa Claus emoji. <laughs> a certain Santa Claus emoji. I don't think, I don't think nope. Yahoo would let me use that as the team name, though. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, an available option, emojis. But I would love to see suggestions from the league, too. Feel free to throw them out. 
um, happy to get some clever or, or non-clever team names so we can get rid of the TBD. Maybe that's um, what the title of the episode will be. What should we name Eric's team? There we go. Podcast name TBD. <laughs> Podcast name TBD. <laughs> that's it. That is the name for sure. All right. Well, we got one last – or we got two more segments here in the show, Randy. So the next right. thing that we wanted to talk about, and I kind of requested this from Randy, is to talk a little bit about the waiver wire, how it works, how to use it, what to look out for, and uh, just so we're on top of it, and we're also going to talk a little bit about trades before we finish up the show with our picks. Definitely. So we have in our league a setting for waiver wires, right, um, where players, free agents are kind of on freeze until our waiver wire period. So you can submit claims to pick up free agents um, up until Tuesday at 11.59 p.m. And then Wednesday morning uh, at midnight, it processes. And any unclaimed players are available to pick up as free agents um, that won't affect your waiver order. Um, this also happens on Friday at 11.59 with Saturday being in effect. We talk about waiver orders. Um, the waiver order is set after our, our fantasy draft. If you were the first pick, you are having the last waiver priority order in, um, in the league. And vice versa, if you were the last picked in the draft, you would have the first priority order in the waiver wire. And so the way it works is if you're ordered from 1 to 12, and for instance, we're looking at, let's look at some hot players uh, for the week. If we were looking at potentially picking up, let's say, Gardner Minshew right? And I myself am the seventh in waiver order. I have to wait for the six people ahead of me to make their claim. If none of them pick Gardner Minshew, I get Gardner Minshew. Um, and then my order would go down to the very bottom. So we look at uh, Rachel, who has the number one waiver position this week. Um, so she has pretty much the first dibs on any player she wants. The moment she uh, makes a claim on a player, and she's able to pick that up, she immediately goes to 12. And then that goes in order. So the number two on the order, Ian, once he picks someone's up, if he picks someone's up, he goes to the very bottom. Um, and then he would be 12, Rachel will move up to uh, 11. Now, the strategy comes with if you have a good team, and you don't necessarily need anyone or need to pick up anyone, um, you kind of hold out. And if you are someone that is in Maybe myself, who's in the seventh spot, I don't desperately need anyone. Um, maybe I don't pick up anyone on the waiver wire and wait until the waiver period is over. And so maybe maybe I'm up at 1 a.m. in the morning waiting for all the waivers to be claimed and then make my picks that I want where it doesn't affect my waiver order and I get the people that I want. Um, like you got some experience in that. I am up. I, I, I am up all the time. Looking at fantasy for life. Randy, I do have one question. Where do I find the waiver wire order? Yeah, if you go on, if you're looking at on your phone, right, when you look at the homepage on your phone and you show the league, there is a button that says view details. So when you go to the league and you look at the standings, if you look at view details, you'll see at the very far right, Oh, It'll say moves and then waiver. So moves means how many acquisitions, trades you've made. Waiver is your waiver order. 
Um, if you're looking at it from desktop, you'll see it's still format the same way. This also goes along with trades, right? If you make a trade between like on, if you make a trade on uh, Tuesday, it's gonna get processed on the next waiver period, which is Saturday. So if you're looking to make a trade before the games on Thursday or um, Sunday, you're looking for trades to be made before the waiver period is over. So if you're looking for a player to have on Thursday, you want to make that trade before Tuesday so that it processes on Tuesday. If you're looking for a player to play on Sunday, you want to make sure you get that trade in before Saturday so it processes on Saturday and takes effect in your lineup on sat uh, Sunday. That is good to know. So I know we did have one trade involving you this week, Randy. What happened there? Yeah. Um, last week, we heard that Chris Godwin was in the concussion protocol, so he was going to be out. A.J. Brown messed up his knee, so he was going to be out. And I had no wide receivers, right? So I had Michael Gallup, who sounds like we all love. And <laughs> I needed to find some depth without having to give up too much. Um, and the first person I wanted to look at on my team was who was who could I get rid of? And it was Alexander Mattinson. Um, honestly, I was going to drop him for someone. But if I can find someone on a team that needed him, I can make a move. The only person that would be feasible would, would have been Ryan because he has Dalvin Cook. And so I texted him. He wanted to wait it out a little bit, um, but I was kind of putting the pressure on him because I needed that wide receiver because I got confirmation that Godwin was going to be out. Um, he pulled the trigger. He did a, he did a, a big brother AK Psy favor for me and pulled the trigger on the trade. And then uh, immediately – Cortland Sutton got torn ACL. Um, so sorry about that. But uh, he helped me put my team. Honestly, if I didn't have Robbie Anderson, it probably wouldn't have made a difference anyways. But it was good to have on my team and to have some additional wide receiver depth. Um, because in reality, I was just waiting for Mattinson to get his time in case Dalvin Cook got injured. But I don't need that waiting game. And I needed wide receiver depth at the time. And that's it. I think that's the only trade in the league, right? We didn't see anything in week one. But we'll make sure to be covering all the trades every week. And, and we're expecting there's going to be more trades. We're usually a pretty quiet league. But this is the kind of season that we expect to see more trades. There's a lot of we've, – we've talked – I feel like the conversation we have here on the podcast is a little bit trying to get people to make trades, right, talking about people's benches and what's going on. And Definitely. so I'm excited of what's going to happen here uh, with, with some of these deals. And do they get rid it's going to be a spicy week. It's going to be a spicy week. Um, I, I will say, I think if trades do happen and if it's for the naming right of, er of Eric's team, I think we need to put the disclaimer out there that this is for the naming rights of Eric's team. So it doesn't get vetoed because we don't, we wouldn't want Eric to get an unfair advantage all of a sudden and not knowing the story behind it is that, Hey, my team is going to get named from this person. That's why I have this caliber of player. Um, because I can immediately see it being vetoed. Um, so I'm excited. It's going to get spicy over the next few weeks in, in seeing these trades. I really hope so. Yeah, with the injuries stacking up, it's we're going to have to go deep. I'm looking at the waiver wire. The running back position is not very deep. Mm -hmm. There are, you know, some wide receivers in there. But, yeah, trades have to be made because, yeah, there's just not as many players. Yeah. You're not picking up any running backs that are going to get you consistent points you can grab someone who's going to get you like you know maybe five on a great day but you're not going to get anything higher than that on the waivers with a running back position you've got to go out and find it 
Totally. All right, so let's go into the last segment of the show because I know we're probably running. Remember when we wanted the show to be 40 minutes? <laughs> Not happening. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to do our week three pick them. And so you're going to pick up your – pick your matchup of the week, Eric. So I'll give you a rundown while you're looking those over. We got Hell Yeah Fried Rice versus Tim Tebow's Jorts. That's a close-looking game. We got Oba, Oba's Chunks versus Clever Team Name. TBD, Twin the Day versus Touchdown Breezes, Flying High versus the LA White Claws, Mr. Prez versus the Mannequins, and the Law versus Password is Taco. Randy, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is Obus Chunks versus Clever Team Name TBD, where Clever Team Name TBD is getting his first win of the season. Oh, that's a Randy, big pick. thank you. Thank you. I needed that, the confidence booster. Just just a day brightener to hear that you've got the, the faith in my roster. For so, Randy, week. you've been real hyped on Leo's team. What made you pick against him this week? I just uh, – I know I'm confident that Lenny will make moves and his team will be in the spot it needs to be in. Um, I just think that Eric's team is trending this way, and I don't know, I don't know if based off his current um, roster and based off the waiver wire availability and his waiver spot, if a trade doesn't get through, I, I just don't see the win. I see um, Eric continuing to trend and get his first win this week. Um, obviously, the number is skewed because CMC is still in his lineup, so I see the projection going up, but I think this is going to be Eric's week. Eric, you got to be feeling good about hearing that from uh, the Draft King himself. I do, I do. And, Randy, I'm looking at it right now. I don't, McCaffrey's not in the lineup anymore. Oh. Lenny's projected at 91 points as of today with McCaffrey out. So I'm feeling good. Try not to get cocky because I know Nick Chubb could lay an egg like he did in week one. Um, but I can't expect him to get what he got in week two. But I think if we can get some nice balance in here, um, feeling good, riding some momentum from last week and really appreciate Randy uh, showing some, some support here. Yeah, man. I think Ertz has a big bounce back game. You're going to get, get that. Um, it's going to be fun to watch too. Lamar Jackson and Tyreek Hill going at it Monday night football for, for the win. Oh, and Mark Andrews, like you both have two players going in on Monday night. So it's going to be fun determining that last, that last, uh, spots. Should be a good one. So my game of the week, I am taking Ian versus Kristen. Um, I think those both teams are can put up a ton of points. I'm looking at Ian's roster already, and Ian already has swapped out Tom Brady for Carson Wentz. So he has already put Brady on the bench. Hopefully that will bring him a few more points. Uh, but Carson Wentz is playing Cincinnati, so I think he's going to do pretty well. And that's, that's actually the big game breaker for me is I think Carson Wentz is going to deliver a lot more points playing at Cincinnati, and that's going to get Ian over the hump going to give Kristen her first loss and uh I don't know if you mentioned it but Monday night with uh Pat Mahomes and Kansas City versus Baltimore that's going to be very exciting that is going to be the big we know this matchup's going to get through Sunday and we're going to go on Monday night and it'll be how many points is Kristen down and Mahomes to carry her through the victory I think that's going to be very fun to watch on Monday for her 
I'll tell you why you're wrong. And I think Kristen is going to be 3-0 and after this week. I think Hollywood Brown is going to get his breakout game we've been waiting for on Monday Night Football. Um, I, also you see, for that? Jeez. I also see James Robinson continuing to get his carries against a Miami team. That is weak. I think he's going to kill his projections. Um, so Thursday night, we're going to see a big jump in the lead from uh, Kristen, and it's just going to continue and ride his way. Derrick Henry is going to get his first touchdown. Ian is going down this week. All right, Eric. Well, I was looking uh, through the games, Connor, though. That was the one I wanted to pick as well. I thought you'd look at the matchup and how his teams have played so far and what Ian was able to do last week. I think that's just going to be a great overall matchup. But for the sake of the show, I'll pick a different one. Um, the game I'm, I'm looking at, and I think it's, it's very early in the season to go like a make-or-break type game, but I'm, I'm picking Randy and Lauren um, this week as the game of the week because I think that they've both had – good weeks and they both had real bad weeks and so I think you're really wanting to see teams level off get some consistency now you're in week three um and I think that there's potential for both teams to do to do well but there's also potential both teams could fall apart um and so I think that this week is going to kind of help set kind of some of that momentum or set kind of the, the the line for how the teams might go for the rest of the season and being two and one looks a whole lot different than being one and two and so to see how the matchup goes, where they're getting points, do we see more consistency out of some of these players that we'd expect to see consistency out of? And are there any of the um, kind of the, the other players that could shine or, or step in to a spot where these, these teams need it? So I think that's a game that I've kind of circled just to see where you've got one-on-one teams going at it and hoping you go to a two-on-one spot, but obviously one of them has to go one-and-two and where are they going to go from there? So, um, but yeah. Um, couple of, or a number pick? of great games. Yeah. Who's yeah, your pick? Who, who are you picking to win? Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, looking at the rosters, I would probably take Lauren. Um, I think Cam Newton against Las Vegas um, is, a, is a good matchup. Um, Gallup is going to be garbage, even though you <laughs> think he's going to be a wide receiver one at some point in, in this season. Um, but I think, um, Hyphenated names. Both of them had a bad week last week. I think they'll bounce back and be great. <laughs> Gotta love the hyphenation. Um, and I think um, Cooper's going to take all of of of, of uh, Gallup's targets and, and receptions. So it'll be it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I I I I'll, I, I'll lean Lauren on this one. How are you um, feeling about that, Randy? And I'll tell you why. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Gallup is going to get his first touchdown this week. And I'll tell you my X factor. My X factor is going to be Johnny Smith, who they're going to continue to feed with A.J. Brown out. And my boy for the culture, Young Ho Koo, coming in with the kicks. Atlanta is going to keep on scoring. That means Young Ho Koo is going to be keep on kicking. Well, Randy doesn't agree with us whatsoever, but that's okay because next week we will reveal who was right and who was wrong. Eric, you guys can't see it, but he is pointing at himself. He knows he's going to be right. It's true. Well, that concludes the week two third episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast. Eric, thanks so much for joining us this week. Pleasure to have you. Thanks for uh, putting your kids in the closet and joining us here. 
Yeah, it's called a baby cage. Um, <laughs> we got it on Amazon for a pretty good deal. Um, they say it's primarily used for dogs and kids are frowned upon to put in it, but we'll see. Um, no, um, thanks so much guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. This has been a blast to listen to over the last few weeks. So I, I love that you guys um, kind of put this together. I have been feeding the links over to Amy and she's listened to it every week as well and just gets a kick out of it. She um, wanted me on more um, so I could defend my honor because she said that she's felt bad you guys bashing me each week. So um, I appreciate you guys putting it on. She says hello. Um, but thanks everyone um, for having me on and look forward to listening to this um, for the rest of the season. We are on a Zoom call, and uh, I just want to mention, I can see the baby cage in the background. Um, <laughs> both children are in there. I see a, I see a water bowl there. Um, if Eric gets another loss, I may be afraid for Amy joining that baby cage. So let's hope that he gets that win. Thanks. Thanks. It's in the basement, so the neighbors can't see. We're in a good spot. <laughs> and, and Randy, thanks to you, as always, organizing the show, keeping us in line. You got any parting words for everybody? Good luck to everyone in week three. Hope everyone survives the injury bug, and I hope to see exciting trades and moves being made. Good luck to everyone in you and I, brotherhood, all that good stuff. We're going to try to get some uh, Region 8 music, so you might have heard that in the beginning, or else we'll get it in next week. But uh, thanks a lot. Enjoy the week. Good luck with your teams. Go Seahawks, and uh, see you next week. <laughs>